Today, with the Universal Church, we celebrate Pentecost, or the sending of the Holy Spirit. Most of us gathered here through the Sacrament of Confirmation have received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And each and every one of us are called to go on mission. But the challenge we face in our own life is whether or not we're truly living out our confirmation. Whether or not we truly are going out to the world preaching and sharing the good news. Whether or not we are truly living out the gifts of the Holy Spirit we have received and have been given at the sacrament of confirmation. Because what happens within our own lives is we become just like the apostles did in the upper room. We see and hear in our gospel reading today that the apostles were locked in a room together because of fear. Because they were afraid that after all these things that they have gone through with Jesus, the master, the teacher they have followed has now been crucified, has now died. They're hopeless. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what to do, what to be, because they've given their life over to Christ. They have abandoned it all to follow him for the last three years. And now there seems to be nothing left. When we live out the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we don't live it out in fear. Because we hear, we know from our studies of the faith, that if we truly live out the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that life bears fruit. Fruit of kindness, of generosity, of joy, of charity. And so we're called and invited to continue to live that joy, that generosity out in our daily lives because of the working of the Holy Spirit within our life. But what happens? What hinders us from being able to do so? These fears carry within our lives, these fears of uncertainty. The peace that is brought about from the Holy Spirit is not there because that fear is brought from the devil himself. So how do we actualize and live out our confirmation every day and every moment of our life? When we hear the two reading, the readings we have today, especially our second reading, we hear Paul compare us to the body. We have all been welcomed into one family by the waters of baptism where Christ is the head of the body. So we as members make up many parts. So look at ourselves as human beings. Do we have four arms growing out of ourselves? Do we have ten digits attached to one hand? Do we have three heads, four eyes in places that aren't, aren't supposed to be there? I use that analogy because when we come to live out our confirmation, when we come to live out the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we try and begin to compare ourselves to others. I'm not a good preacher. I'm not a good evangelist. So I can't be a catechist. I can't do X, Y, and Z things. I'm not smart. I'm not talented. I'm not gifted. 
And so I'm so afraid of living out my faith. I'm so afraid of doing what God has called me to do that I've turned in on myself and shut the door to my faith and to the world and to the mission I have been called to. But we forget that everything we have is a gift from God. The fact that the choir is offering their voices to enhance, accompany the Mass as a form of prayer is one way in which they live out their confirmation. Each one of us are given a specific gift, a specific talent. And because of that, not, not everyone can be thumbs in the body. Not everyone can be hands in the body. But yet each body part plays a crucial role. If you've injured or hurt yourself in any way, whether that's sports or accidents in life, you know how badly it affects the other parts of the body. In high school, I dislocated my wrist. And so what I found was as I was in a sling and I cast, it really affected, one, how I slept, two, my productivity and the ability to learn and to study in class. The teachers were at least a little merciful and nice about it the first couple of weeks and made accommodations and adjustments to help me because I'm right-handed. So if I was in a cast on my right hand, there's no way of writing. There's no way of feeding myself and bringing food to my mouth. So I was suffering. I was suffering because of an injury to my hand. So what happens as I was going through that injury for the eight months that I was in the cast? The other parts of my body begin to compensate and help out to accommodate the injury. I had to begin to learn how to write with my left hand. I had to begin to learn how to eat and to feed myself with my left hand. I had to begin to adjust and sleep in different ways so that I wasn't bothering or irritating my left hand. I had to begin to find different ways to shower with a bag over my hand that I've never thought I could do. But that is an example of just a basic injury where the body compensates. But if we as a body of Christ are not living out our confirmation, are not living out to our full potential. Imagine how much our brothers and sisters are compensating to help out and serve the church. There's a statistic within the church community where there's only 10% of people within the church that are actually serving. 10% of people. If 10% of people are serving in the church, how well is the other 90%? How much suffering is going on within the church with only 10% using their confirmation, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and living out their faith to its fullest? How much are others suffering because of that? But now imagine it differently. If all 100% of us begin to live out our confirmation, where would the church community be? How would we be sharing the word of Christ to others around us? 
How much more peace, joy, and kindness would exist within the world if we all did our part? We all have different gifts. Our thumbs function one way. Our pointer finger functions differently. Our pinky functions differently. Each and every one of us has a gift that we can offer to give back and to serve the church and serve Christ himself. But we have to begin to find, to understand where the Holy Spirit is prompting us, where the Holy Spirit is challenging each one of us to go. Just as the disciples were challenged and sent on mission when they were locked in the upper room. Jesus shows his disciples the wounds. He shows them that there is going to be suffering. There is going to be challenges. There is going to be some stretching within our lives. We're going to be put in places and situations that are uncomfortable. But it's not without merit. It's not without fruits. It's not without graces. The more that we challenge ourselves, the more that we can begin to see how the Holy Spirit has called us. How we truly can and are able to do what we're going to do and how we are called. Recall within your own life the things you like and dislike to do. I'm going to just use the analogy of sports. I can tell you that I hate soccer with a passion. With a passion. So we all have those likes and dislikes. But how do you know you dislike something if you've never tried it? If you've never worked at it? If you've never worked at those skills to play soccer, for example? I've done everything I can. I've worked on kicking the ball around, that's not a bad thing. But I just don't have this hand-eye coordination to get the ball into the goal. The other challenge that comes from soccer is you constantly are running back and forth from one side of the field to the other. I get halfway, through, halfway down the field and I'm like bent over heaving. And so I begin to understand and find out that soccer is not my strong suit. But I enjoy playing volleyball. I enjoy playing basketball. And those things, as skilled that I am in either sport, it wasn't an easy task to get to. To play volleyball at a competitive level, it required practice. It required dedication. It required focus. It required a determination that I'm not going to give up on this, even when it's difficult, when it's challenging. So now when I play volleyball on a competitive level, it's not just about the game anymore and just the, the basic mechanics and structure of volleyball, but it's the teamwork, it's the fun, it's the camaraderie, it's the challenge and facing adversity that comes from the game that makes it entertaining, makes it fun, and makes it enjoyable for me. So now, my dear brothers and sisters, pick anything of our life that the Lord has called us. It's not going to be easy. We're going to face all these adversities and challenges, but are we willing to work at it, to constantly give of ourselves more and more and more to see if it's really what God has called me to do? How do you know if you're going to be a good catechist or not if you don't work at it? 
If you constantly don't study, if you constantly don't challenge yourself to grow, to articulate and explain your faith better, then how will you know you'll be a good catechist? How will you know if you're going to be a good, extraordinary minister to the sick if you've never gotten a chance to sit at the bedside of someone ill and sick who is just in need of someone to share their love with? How will you know? How will you know how good of a singer you are to contribute your voice to the liturgy and to the Mass if you've never stretched yourself and put yourself in the uncomfortable situation of singing in front of people? Those fears close us off. Those fears hinder us from living out the true calling we have been given. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we come to celebrate Pentecost Sunday, as the Holy Spirit is descending on the apostles, we too have received the Holy Spirit through our confirmation. And the Holy Spirit is still guiding us every day and every moment of our life to grow closer to Christ, to serve His church, and to live out our faith more faithfully. So it takes us today, let us resolve today to not live in fear anymore, to live out more fully the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to bear fruit the way God has called each of us to bear fruit, and to challenge ourselves to live that out, to give of ourselves unconditionally to God, those gifts, those talents He has bestowed upon us, and return it back to Him wholeheartedly. Let us not wait till tomorrow to do this. Let us today resolve to do it together so that we can build a community of faith, build a community that is modeled after Christ, and most importantly, to live out the way God has called each and every one of us to do, with peace, with joy, with love. Amen.